Uh, continuing our series of interviews now with retired members of Angarda Siakana in the region to mark the centenary of the foundation of the organisation uh, back in 1922. Various events continue to take place to mark that, which we'll get to very, very shortly. Uh, this morning's guest is retired guard Jerry Murphy, who for the vast, vast majority of his career... I was stationed in Manor Hamilton and we're also joined in studio by uh, Guard Inspector Frank Egan of Ballymote uh, Garda Station. Good morning to you both and, and, and thanks morning, for joining us. Jerry, tell us where you were, you were saying, 50 years ago. 50 years ago this very week. 50 years ago I was in Athenry in the Ag College and uh, my mother sent me a cutting from the Western people to say that they were advertising looking for guards. So there was another lad, Dan Stapleton and myself, we walked down the railway line from the college into the Garda station in Athenry into Bill Hoare, who was the sergeant there. And he measured us, took our particulars, and away we went out the door. And that was, and was there an interview or anything like that? Or? Uh, a few weeks later, yeah. the matron in the Ag College put us into a green van and transported us into Galway to be interviewed by the superintendent there. What the interview consists of, I have no idea. I have you can't no remember. Of it. But you've already been measured for the suit at that stage, oh, or for yeah, the uniform. We, was the, measurement, the measuring job was the first thing that was done in the station to see they were tall enough. And uh, a few weeks later, a letter came that uh, were to attend for the medical in the Phoenix Park. Onto the train, three of us had been in the primary school in Lahanamon together, and three of us went to the depot in the Phoenix Park to join the or to have the medical Same and we way. ended up being in the guards. Three local lads, that's where it all started out. I, I'm telling so you, the yeah. 7th of February 1973, bag and baggage down to Templemore to become guards. I had no interest in it. I So I, it was missing, you blame Mrs Murphy for all this, do you? Oh, I do, I, but I forgive her. I forgive her in, in, in a big way. So you, you had no interest in becoming a, a member at all? It was, it, it was, you see, uh, I knew nothing about the guards mm. because the local guard, mostly Cahill Cawley, a renowned Sligo footballer here, was based in Clamoris. Yeah. And Cahill and so many others that were in Clamoris at the time. If you went to the dance in the town hall... Those lads came in, they stood at the back of the hall, they had the crack with the with the people that were there and that were it. They were part of the community. And yeah. I saw the guards as something like that. And uh, little did I know that 35 years or 37 years as I spent in the guards, that uh, there'd be such a variety of yeah. happenings. But, but you have no regrets all the year. You never had any regrets all oh, the year. Oh, no regrets whatsoever. Yeah. On the 16th of June of 1973, I arrived in Castle Finn. I didn't know anything about it, but there I was, the new guard in Castle Finn. And what, well, first of all, you were in Templemore for the required... 18 weeks. 18 weeks. We spent, I'd say, 17 of that 18 weeks pounding the square, knocking the, the steel um, studs that were in the shoes. Doing the drills. Doing the drill. Yeah. Damn all else. That was it. No real practical training at all. It was the, the education as to what was involved, there was very little of it. It okay. was get the numbers in and get them out and send them to the border because numbers were needed. Well, and they and were. That's what we were, were numbers. So how did you feel then all of a sudden a young raw recruit ending up in, in a border area, Castlefin? Well, you see, I suppose we knew so little about the border that it was a good place to start. 
because had we gone there with you know a certain outlook and whatever as that we were going to change everything we'd have failed miserably yeah but we went there open minded and it was learning on the job and sadly one of the first things that I had to deal with was a young lad of 10 years of age he had been playing as kids will on a building site and climbed up on the wall of a newly built house or one that was in being built and he fell off it and the lintel came down and crashed that was young John Freel he was 10 years of age like that was first introduction to death and you were a young guard when sure, that I happened, young man. I knew nothing. But how, what, what prepared, how, how did you cope with something like that, Jerry? So You never do. It never leaves you. Because I can see that young lad on the ground with the concrete block lying beside him today as clearly as I did in 1973. And, you know, it went from there. Several, several things happened along the way. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that long after two fellows were transporting a bomb that you know uh, exploded prematurely and they were blown to pieces and the, one of our job was to be issued with plastic bags and going round and pick up the pieces with your bare hands but you're, nothing, that, could, nothing could prepare you, prepare you nothing for that nothing would prepare you but that was the experience in the guards because you know, we had no training, we had no nothing but were numbers. And things went along the way. But it had to be done. It was part it of the job. It had to be done. It had to be done. Yeah. And, you and know, so that was just part of the experience. You, you had the hijacking of the helicopter, Eddie Gallagher and Rose Dugdale, when they went to bomb Straban. Mm-hmm. Now, luckily, the, the bombs ended up in the, in, in the River Finn and in the River Foyle. But, you know, the funny thing about it, and and there are funny incidents as well, the uh, pilot of the helicopter landed beside Carrick's pub and he went in there to ring the local station to say he had been hijacked. Now, you had an Englishman that was excited, you had a Kerry man who was the Sergeant John S. O'Connor, and he was excited, but one didn't know what the other was saying, they were so excited. But that was was part and parcel of of what went on. Yeah. You know, and... uh, Things went along and that and that was what was happening in Castlefin at that time. There so, were great times there. There were very decent, very genuine people and great colleagues to work with and, and uh, you couldn't have asked for better. So Castlefin would have been in the area, mid-70s now you're talking. Yeah, Jerry, from 73 right? to 77. At the height of the so-called Troubles. So yeah. it was, it, it was a, a dang, particularly dangerous it. job at that time, was it not? Ah, It was a, a dangerous time. You know, you had... Uh, Cars being hijacked, the roads being blocked. They had the crater of the, of the roads. You had only a couple of uh, roads into Northern Ireland from from Donegal, but it was the way it was, and uh, you know um, you just got on with it because you didn't know any different. But you know a funny incident, yeah. And as we all know about the twelfth of July and and things like that, you know at at that time the people from Donegal went on the buses to the parades across Northern Ireland and when they came back in the evening it was our job to escort them from the border back towards the Orange Halls in Donegal. And uh, knowing as little as we did about the Orange Order or anything to do with Orangeism, we knew nothing. But there was a dance in the Orange Hall in Convoy on that night 
And there was a lad from Kilkenny and myself, and he knew as little about the Iron Shawl as I did. And we thought that you'd do the same as what we would have done in the town hall in Claremorris. The local guard would go in and have a look and stand at the back of the hall and chat. I'd say, Joe Burke and myself were the first two guards that danced in the Orange Hall in Convoy, and I'm not so sure that any of the guards have danced there ever uh, since. Probably not. I hope they did. I'm wondering what sort it, of reaction you got that it, night, it, do you remember? It, it, was, it was brilliant. In, yeah. in a lot of ways because they looked at us wondering what in the name of God are these two guards yeah. we had the caps on going in but we took them off and left them on the seats at the back you know so which would make us kind of more presentable or more, more amenable yeah. but yeah and that that was uh, that was our experience of the Orange Hall and Convoy Different times but for, for most of your career it's 33 years you spent in Manor Hamilton is that I right? did I did. I came so you were transferred from Castlefin to Manor Hamilton in 1977. I, I got married in 77 and at that time, you see, if you got married to a local, my wife comes from Castle Durgan, Tyrone, and even though it, it, that was the way it was, you were being transferred out of where you were. I was being sent to Ballyfermot in Dublin. The lad uh, that was replacing me in Castlefin, he didn't want to come to Donegal, so a compromise was reached and I arrived in Manor Hamilton in June of 1977. Which must have been a, a completely different scene oh, it was altogether. a completely different, uh, completely different place altogether. But a fantastic place to work. I spent great years in it and enjoyed all the time that I was in it. Why did you enjoy it? Was it the, the community, the, the people? The community means an awful lot. Yeah. It, it, it means everything. And uh, you had a great group of people to work with. And, uh, you know, local community, community is everything. If you yeah. don't have community, you don't have anything. And you need the community within the guards as well as you need it outside it. If we don't have the community with us, and sadly we're failing to, to do that at the minute with so many stations being closed and all the rest of it, we are losing the general public. We have lost them. You know, if you take the episode in, in uh, Dublin there only a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and the, the ramming the, of the guard the, patrol. The patrol cars were yeah. rammed. Mm. And our hierarchy in the Garda Shikana suggest sending in the armed support unit. In the name of Christ, where are we? That that is the only way you could deal with teenagers who are driving cars, send in the armed unit. Because the guards have been taken out of the local communities. Rural stations throughout Ireland are closed down. There's no local guard. And without the local guard, you have no local knowledge. You have nothing. Because d down through the years, if you take in Sligo here, St Mary's GA Club, that was founded by local guards the likes of Barnes, Murphy, Mick Barrett yeah. and lads like that. Some good like, footballers there were down the years. good footballers to yeah. boot. They came here. They had the community. They worked together. They worked with the community. And to this day, that's what Mary, St. Mary's. And clubs throughout the country, soccer clubs, rugby clubs, athletic clubs, guards have been at the centre of all those things for 100 years. Yeah. But we're losing it. In okay. fact, in so many places, we have lost it. What, and what are your memories, good and bad memories of Manor Hamilton? What? Well, I wasn't too long in Manor Hamilton and there was the Central Hotel in Bundoran. Yeah. The fire of that night. I was SO 12 to 8 in Manor Hamilton Station when the call came through that there was a fire in the hotel. 
you know, what we must remember, and the tragedy increased of this week, where 10 people died. We must remember that on that night in that hotel in, in Bundoran, 10 people lost their lives. Four people from the one family. One baby was never recovered. That was the tragedy in Bundoran that night. But going on from there, you know, you take the murder of John Marley and Henry Byrne. I was going to come to that because you made a very passionate contribution on our show a couple of years ago in relation to Gardy being killed on duty and you said that's not what you signed up for. I'm, I'm paraphrasing you now but that was not what you signed up for when you became a guard. Exactly. And when incidents like that happened they, they hit you and Gardy very, very What hard. they do? Because John Marley and Henry Byrne both Mayo men I knew the two of them. I went to Castlery and spent a couple of weeks there during that investigation. You know those lads are as fresh in my memory today as the day that they were murdered. You know, if you take Jerry McCabe, the way Jerry McCabe was murdered, Ben Sullivan, his colleague, I went to visit him in the, in the city hospital in Belfast while he was, uh, you know, getting some surgery done and some work done. Ben Sullivan died only a short time ago but Ben Sullivan died with the lead from those bullets that were put on him on that day in Adair. You know, so we've got to remember those kind of lads. Yeah. And I, I um, would never, never forget the likes of those lads. And sadly, we have politicians who pander to those who murdered John Marley, Henry Byrne, Ben Sullivan, you know, sadly, yeah. you have politicians masquerading in this country at the minute who aided and abetted those type of murderers. I have no doubt that uh, there are people in Dalairn today that know who murdered Gary Sheehan in Dorada Wood in Balnamore. The, but, but the killers can, are known to those politicians. Mm, but can and people not reform? Can people not, can people not change their, their point of view and their stance and their political ideals, do you think? Is, is that not part and parcel of who we are, that we mature and we move on? Oh, uh, we, we should never forget those lads. And you see, we're talking about the history of the Garda Shikana and mm. what we have had to deal with over the years. I have no doubt in my mind sitting here in front of you today, Niall, that if it suited the agenda of that same outfit, they would murder guards today the same. You see, it, they made it acceptable to go into houses and bomb, kill, shoot. And then we wonder as to why it's happening in Dublin at the minute that you have those drug dealers and all the rest of it that they just shoot one another. It, the respect for law and order was diminished it, beyond all recognition and will not return because there's no great desire for it to return. You know, closing stations, losing the general public, 
having somebody brought into the Garda Shikana from outside it. It was a, my saddest thing about it is that there was nobody seen in the higher echelons of a Garda Shikana that could take over as commissioner. Somebody from outside had to be brought in to, to deal with us. Certain mistakes were made mm. from top to bottom and will continue to be made because guards are human. Um, but that we didn't see fit for anybody within the outfit. Somebody came in who had in advance said he had no confidence in the guard Shikana and we make him commissioner? In the name of God. What planet are we on? This person says that gentleman... Uh, talking about Garda stations and community. 100% correct. Good on him. And I say, uh, well done to him and to enjoy his life. Well, I know you are enjoying your life. Oh, I am. I'm busy. I have 10 grandchildren from the top of Donegal down to uh, the far end of Kerry. So we spend a lot of time uh, going round to them. We have a holiday home in Rasnaula where we spend a good bit of time. And uh, my health is good, thanks be to God. The one thing I would like to say, Niall, there's a good friend of mine who has health problems at the minute. Okay. I wish him well. All right, and he'll know who he is. Yeah. I'll come back to you in a moment. A lot of reaction, a lot of questions coming in, some of which we can't ask you, Jerry. We better, we better not ask you. Uh, Frank, you're welcome. Uh, Inspector Frank Egan of Ballymote Garda Station. Thank you, uh, the centenary celebrations and the various events are, are, are continuing, isn't that right? Yeah, they're continuing. I'd just like to inform your listeners of a few things that's happening this week and into next week. So firstly, at the City Hall in Sligo, there's a photographic exhibition and a mini-museum and that will be on display there in the City Hall up until Friday, the 21st of October. Admission there is free. So anybody yeah. that has an interest in relation to, in generally across the country, and in particular Sligo Leithrin, there's some lovely pieces of uh, photographic exhibition and information signs and stuff there. Then on Wednesday, the 19th of October at 7pm in City Hall, we have Superintendent Paul Maher, who's a member of the Garda Historical Society, and he will be presenting a lecture or a talk on policing the civil war. Now, Paul is a classmate of mine from Templemore, so I'm sure knowing him from his days there, it will be an interesting talk for anybody that's interested there. Yeah. <coughs> admission is free to, excuse me, <coughs> admission is free to both those events. And then on the 23rd of October, there's a gala event at the Sligo Park, and there's a number of guest speakers. There's also a commissioned video and piece of music that will be launched there on the night and in <coughs> entertainment will be by the Garda Band. So for ticket inquiries there, anybody, there's limited, some tickets left, limited amount left. So email to sligoleadstrom.centenary at garda.ie or alternatively can telephone 071-91-57016 and Elaine will deal with your queries there. So okay. I'd like to thank you, Niall and Ocean FM, for... Yeah, continued support. No, the slots a lot, here lot of interest, a lot of interest in that. And of course, you, you get you get your. I, I keep asking, have you got your medals yet, or, or are they on the way? Your the, centenary medals for the retired members. There's a special presentation on the night of the twenty third at the Sligo Park Hotel. Oh, right, okay. And serving members have been receiving theirs over the past number of weeks and in the in the weeks to come between now and the end of the year. All right. Okay. Lots of questions coming your way, Jerry. You won't be surprised uh, to hear that, uh, Jerry Murphy, a true, honest gentleman. Uh, says Aidan. Um, like all guards, I suppose, isn't that right? And in the Garda Shikana, you've got a mixture of good, bad, and not so good, because we're human, and anybody that thinks otherwise is is foolish. But you know, there have been funny incidents down through the years as well. You know, Nile. Yeah. And one of them had to do with a horse, 
and uh, the short synopsis of it was a, a horse was hit by a jeep so we were called out to it as he usually would be and uh, the horse was badly injured the vet was sent for and the vet decided because of the serious injuries that the horse would have to be put down now finding the owner was a problem but the horse was put down anyway and as soon as the horse was dead an owner turned up and it became the most valuable horse in the whole of Ireland of course it did yeah. so uh, uh, the local superintendent was contacted and an allegation was made that I dealt with it wrongly. So we um, sorted it out one way or the other and uh, the superintendent wrote down to me and what he said was, I understand, he said, your concern for the welfare of the horse but I fail to understand where you got law to deal with it. And... (laughs) You know, the horse was dead. The owner reckoned he was the most valuable horse yeah. in, in Ireland at the time. There was another incident, you know, and it's a funny incident. Time is against us. But a brother of mine was travelling from a, a match in Castlebar home and he hit a donkey on the road. Yeah. And, of course, no more than the horse. Once the, once the donkey was dead, that donkey was the, the most valuable donkey, donkey course, in, yeah. in the whole of Mayo at the time. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, yeah, there's funny incident, there's good. The one thing I would mention is the rate of suicide in this country. Yeah. Within young and old, the general population. And what has happened, you see, guards are supposed to be extraordinary. Guards are human. But the sad thing is that within the Garda Shikana, the number of suicides that we've had in recent years has gone through the roof. The the what the things that we've discussed have major effects. They've long lasting. Creestlach will last long in the memory. So will Inneskillen. So will Oma. So will every tragedy that that's on the road, because everything is human. Yeah. And the one thing I would say is, a son of mine, Stephen Murphy, who is a poet, yeah. he wrote a poem. I don't know whether you ever listened to it or not. We had Stephen on a couple of years ago, I remember. It says, Before You Push the Chair is the name of it. I would ask anybody that's going through a tough time at the minute, Google it, Stephen Murphy, a Leitrim poem, Before You Push the Chair is the name of it. it. If it saves one life, and I honestly believe it has because the reaction that we have got from people who have come across it, who are on the verge of stepping off that chair, have stepped back. Please, listen to it. Listen to it not just once. Listen to it several times, because I have lost colleagues in the Garda Shikana through suicide. There will be more, is the sad thing. And the one person I would appeal to anybody listening... And that man that needs the most help in the coming years and the coming days is the man that drove that digger in Chrysler, who stayed there to the last to make sure that everybody was out. To the local priest there, Father... Um, John Joe Duffy. John Joe Duffy. Yeah. That man will need help and help because having been there... And having needed counselling and all the rest of it because of an incident that happened back in 1994, 
I know what it is like to get counselling. I know what it's like to need it. I know what it's like to lie in the bed looking up at the ceiling. You can't sleep. Your knuckles are gone white with tension. Everybody around you is affected. It's not just you. It's your colleagues. It's your family. It's your wife. It's your children. Take that counselling. Avail of it. You need it. And so will everybody in Krishla. Those that were there on the day. Those that will visit Krishla in the coming weeks, in the coming days, in the coming years. And will... Then, and only then, will the hair stand on the back of your neck and say, that could have been me at any filling station, at anything. I was in Inniskillen last Saturday. And I walked past where that bomb went off. Yeah. I went down to Asda and I was looking at the papers and all the uh, photos were there of what had happened in Krishla. They were the, the same images that were in Inniskillen, they were in Oma, they were in every other town throughout Northern Ireland. We had them in Monaghan, we had them in Dublin. The one thing I would ask, and... Uh, I was 69 only there a week ago. I would ask people not to forget. There are people out there who would gladly inflict the same thing on the rest of us if it suited the agenda. Let's not forget that. And you have people that want to wear the open neck shorts in Dolly and at the minute. They know who murdered John Marley. They know who murdered Henry Byrne. They know who murdered Jerry McCabe. They know who sent Ben Sullivan to his grave with lead still in his body. Let's not forget, because a hundred years of the Garda Shikana, we have witnessed everything. There is nothing that we haven't. If you take in Cavan only a short time, a short number of years ago, going into that house where that family yeah. lay dead, Guards went into that house. They are humans. They will continue to be human. They have families, they have friends, they have neighbours. They have... Let's always remember that within the Garda Shikana, we need the family support. I lay in the hospital in Dublin in the matter and a couple of the lads came up to see me. And uh, one of them came in and he says, Murphy says, is there anything I can do for you? And uh, the forum wasn't great. And I looked at him and I said, if you have nothing else to do, go home and paint the shagging house. Would you believe that the lads turned up? And by the time I got back out of the Matra Hospital... The house was painted. Our house had been painted from top to bottom. That's the camaraderie that needs yeah. to exist within the Garda Shikana. Okay. It has been there in a long time. I hope it's not destroyed by the present management, who I have absolutely no faith in whatsoever. All right. It's been enlightening, I can tell you, Jerry, to say the very least this morning. There's been lots and lots and lots of comments and questions uh, coming your way. This person says, fantastic to hear uh, the retired guard this morning tell the truth about certain politicians. Um, ask those who support the IRA about his very true opinions uh, this morning.